Listen to this podcast right now! Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Like movies, music, television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the right place. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, hosted by me, Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Mmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? Huh? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Is butter a carb? We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. gentlemen welcome to another episode of foodies watching movies i am your host nate today joining me as always the illustrious veronica welcome to the show how's it going it's going spectacularly today is day three of the journey into comics network feature on podbean so if you're listening for the first time welcome to our show Today, we're going to do a whole lot of different things. We've got some plans to talk about different stuff, but our, our show uh, is, as I just hit that uh, <laughs> clip thing, our show is something very special, and I, as I want to mention really quickly, we have no AP, no Lauren today. Yeah, we're down two hosts today. So check this out. Because this is New Year's Eve. It is New Year's Eve, and check this out. We started this. This Foodies Watching Movies was our passion project yeah. on the network to start. So it's kind of awesome now to strip everything away and almost be like episode zero of Foodies Watching Movies. To bring in a new year. All over again. To bring in the <laughs> brand new year. Absolutely. Yeah. So today it's season two, episode nine. I forgot to mention that. Uh, we had a spectacular... Well, I, I, I would actually say it was probably not that great. Today we had an interesting lunch, though. Do you want to talk about that and get right into what we had for sure, food? Sure, yeah. We have been pining over this sushi that, you know, we get from uh, Crown Point, this place called Umi. And it's like the best sushi ever. I get the baked lobster roll. What did you get today, Nate? I got the Mamacita roll, which was a mistake. I wanted Yeah, today something... was not that great for Umi. It was it's weird. It's usually really on point, it but was, today it, was different. It was weird because we had the uh, the gift cards. So yeah. it was like the concept is, oh, we can try new things or whatever. So I did try something different. And it was one of those things like I'm glad I didn't pay for that role. Yeah. Because I, I would have been less than happy to right. have spent money on that. But you know what you live well, What was learn? in it? What was in the Mama It had like uh, avocado and it had a hint of cilantro, which I was like, look, I typically don't like cilantro, but. Yeah, you don't, I'll which go, is weird because you love salsa. But I was like, I'll go for it, you know, whatever, try it out. It had jalapenos. It seemed like it was going to be kind of the spicy tuna roll, kind of what like a, what I enjoy to have anyways. Mm-hmm. That is not the case at all. It was mostly just greens and very hot. Very, mm. whoa, 
calm down, get a bucket of water, and cool yourself off hot. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's not my jam. It was not my jam either. Uh, but you live and you learn, yeah. and that's sushi for you. Umi's a really cool place. We've eaten there several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things I know about Umi is like they do really make typically phenomenal sushi. Yeah. What Our did f- you have today? Well, I always get the same thing. I get the baked lobster roll because like... I'm not really a huge sushi fan if it's not really cooked, you know. just depends on my mood. But I always get the baked lobster roll. It's like a California roll with lobster on top and this like, oh, God, I don't even fucking know. It's some kind of like eel Eel sauce. sauce, And it's baked and delicious. And mine was fantastic. I have no problem with my food today. You went with Old Faithful, though. You knew you were hitting a home run because it's always a home run for you. Typically, you know what? We've we've eaten at Umi a lot. uh, Several, four, maybe five times in the past couple years. Uh, Well, actually, in the past year, sorry. And I just think about... Yeah, I've definitely eaten it more than four or five times. Yeah, I was just sorry in my own little world there, but... It's okay. I feel like Every time I go there, I can just like pick off the menu and just go, that's a winner, that's a winner, that's a winner. Last time we were there, I had the hero roll. I think I talked about that on episode six of Foodies, probably, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was weird because today was a strikeout, and you get that. You, you For get, you, yeah, it was a strikeout. It was a strikeout. It was absolutely a strikeout. I will say the sweet potato rolls was a swing and a miss. Oh, yeah, that was another thing, too. They didn't put the caramel sauce on our sweet potato rolls, and I ordered extra. Yeah, we got like a Damn. double order of sweet potato rolls, and they didn't put the caramel sauce on top, so it was super bland. And there was like huge chunks of cream cheese, which was not typically how they are. Maybe they're training a new chef, and they tried to have him do the easiest thing. I don't know. And then he still screwed up the easiest Maybe thing. Maybe he was just having a rough day. Yeah, I'm not sure. Attention. I don't know. But uh, I want to ask this question. When's the first time you had sushi ever? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. My my mom loves sushi, and my sister loves sushi, so we've we've always been eating sushi and going out for like hibachi and stuff like that. Awesome. That's uh, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned hibachi because, and it's funny that it's New Year's when we're recording this because, uh, many years ago it was two thousand seven going into two thousand eight. I do believe mm-hmm. I was up in this area for the first time ever, and I had sushi for the first time ever on New Year's Eve. It was my first experience having sushi, and I'll never forget I ordered a dragon roll from House of Kobe. Mm-hmm. We had the whole hibachi experience. They took the onion. They made the fire happen. You know, the flame that shoots up out the center of the onions or whatever. It was it was oh, an yeah. amazing. The teppanyaki r- table was the best. Ridiculous experience. I'd never seen. And he's like flipping the fucking things and the throwing them to himself and like going behind his back and shit. I'm just like, this guy loves his job because it's not about mm-hmm. just cooking. Right. He's entertaining. Right. And I get that because I'm an entertainer myself. So it's uh, that was a big impact on my sushi experience the first time I had it. Mm-hmm. It enhanced. So you liked it. It enhanced how much I enjoyed the experience. And of course, the idea of eating raw fish, you initially go. And I mean, uh, I'm, fr- no. I'm from the Midwest. So <laughs> right. like sushi is like a foreign language to them. Like right. literally. We practically drown everything in ranch in these here parts. S- correct. So <laughs> having it and it was just like in its purest form and I just like really took in the flavors and it was tempura and mm-hmm. shrimp and all this. It was great. Fast forward. I've had all kinds of sushis and I think House of Kobe is still my favorite all time. Yeah. Like I it mean. It is pretty good. It's not a failure. It's weird. And I actually have a funny, uh, one more funny story for you about sushi. 
And I want to know if you have any interesting or funny stories about sushi that you can tell. <laughs> you really want to know? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> but uh, the, we were in Vegas one time, and they had a Nobu. Is that right? Nobu. Nobu. That's the really fancy yeah, sushi place. Like the place out in what is it? Uh, not Melrose, but out in California somewhere in LA, Santa Monica or something like that. Okay. Malibu. Malibu. There's a Nobu I knew it was in Malibu. An M. Yeah. That's right. So. We tried to just walk in there, like after like coming from Like you don't need no reservation. Side. Yeah, well, <laughs> there was nobody in the place at all. Uh-huh. Okay, like let's just get that clear. We were in the Hard Rock. The Hard Rock has a Nobu, and there was just nobody in there. But we're like literally. I just come from the pool, had shorts on, flip flops, and whatnot. They wouldn't let us in. Dress code. Mm-hmm. They're like, you can't come in here in dress code. And I was like, are you kidding? Like you don't want to take my money right now? Mm-hmm. You're uh, fancy, fancy. So, so I still never had Nobu. Long story short, <laughs> fuck them. Like, <laughs> no, I haven't had that either. Okay, so do you have any interesting like things that happen with I've you eaten, sushi? I've had a lot of good sushi, and I've had some not so good sushi. Um, I think one of my favorite places that I I can't remember the name of my favorite place that I had sushi at, but it was in L.A. And um, my mom and my sister and I went out there to look at colleges for her. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, she was really hungry for sushi one day. So we were at this architecture school and down the street from some architecture school in downtown L.A. was this amazing little sushi place. And it was the first time I've had mochi, too. Oh, ice cream. excellent. Yeah. Mochi's amazing. Uh, yeah, I love that they have it at Whole Foods now. We need to go there sometime soon. I know, we haven't some. had it in a while. They, I guess they like changed their flavors, too, like... Whatever. So all time, because you you said you went to this place in L.A. Oh yeah, and I had this. Um, it was the first time that I had what Umi makes, like their version of the baked lobster roll. This was kind of like their version of it, and it was like a giant bed of California rolls, and then on top of it was um, cooked scallops and lobster Ooh. tail, and then like these like crazy onions that were like super fine and dried like french fried onions or something oh, wow. and it like moved like with the wind because it was so fine the onions were so fine that it looked like it was alive and it was the freakiest fucking thing i'd ever seen that's crazy. and i had to ask i was like what is this because it was moving and he's like oh that's onions i'm like oh right the, the living breathing onion <laughs> yeah right? okay yeah. but it was fabulous it was really good and that's what inspired me to continue to order baked sushi yeah which is I mean, we've had this conversation. Technically not sushi, but it is because, you know. I mean, it's made of sushi, so it's You're sushi. right. You're right. You are right. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, dictionary definition. We're foodies. we got to talk about the way that all works. So Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> let's just get into the thick of things today. Okay. It's the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. It's our last. Thank God. This is our first episode of 2018. Oh. <gasps> Hey. Wow. That's new weird. Year. It is it is a whole new year. We've been doing this for nine whole episodes on this season. And I want to th- just go ahead and take a reflective look back at 2017 real quick. Okay. Talk about the movies we liked. Mm-hmm. Talk about the movies we maybe didn't like or, you know, didn't get a chance to see. There's okay. kind of a pool of movies that happened in 2017 that are interesting and worth talking about. Maybe we can also talk about the fact that we didn't see very many movies that came out in 2017, so these lists might be limited. I think, well, uh, for you and I, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The goal is at some point in this episode, AP's going to show up and do a little segment with myself. He's going to talk for a few minutes and then and probably talk about his list, and then we'll go from there. But 
the one thing is we had great intent to see a lot of movies this yeah, year. Yeah, we did. There's just too many we movies. We really wanted to get on board with that movie pass thing, but we just never made it happen. Well, just kept putting it off. 2018 is here, so maybe we can... Uh, oh, and there's so many good movies coming 2018 up. 2018 is a busy year for movies. It's going to be a busy... Yeah, we need to get movie pass. Yeah, totally. We sh- we'll talk about that off air <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so just out of the gate, what are some of your favorite movies from 2017? Well, the first one that pops into my head, the, definitely the most memorable, was Get Out. Yes. That was on your list as well, yeah. Absolutely. Psychological thriller, uh, Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. Jor- right? The- yeah, from Key and Peele. He did that one. Right. Uh, directed... A totally bizarre twist. You're not expecting it until it's getting Man, closer. Get Out was such a mind fuck. It was so cool it and is. weird and like interesting and slightly predictable in in weird ways. Like it was it was great. But I loved also it. totally unpredictable in right. its predictability. Right. Because you're almost expecting there to be a different twist, maybe, or that there could be any number of twists that make Let's not give anything away. We're not going to give anything away. We didn't do that on episode six was Get Out, I think. Or maybe that was Yeah, we liked this movie so much that we dedicated a whole episode to it, per Lauren's uh, suggestion. Absolutely. Our other co-host, Lauren. Phenomenal suggestion. Well, AP also suggested. They had both seen it. Oh, did they? Yeah, they both had seen it before we had. So it was one of those things. Uh, They were like, seriously, you guys. Let's sit down. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Oh about yeah, it. and then we all watched it together. And we watched it. It was great. <laughs> uh, another movie that's Memories. in my head that came out this year that was really notable, and I know for me a lot of the list might be superhero stuff, folks. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, this is the Journey into Comics Network, after all. Bingo, journeyintocomics.com, cheap pop. <laughs> Anyways, uh, one thing I will say is this is the least superhero of the superhero movies on this list because. Logan. I was going to say Logan. Was yeah. a phenomenal movie. That was a really hard movie to sit through, but sad. in the in a in a good way. Absolutely. It was a great movie. Absolutely sad. Beautiful end of that character. Yeah, they wrapped up some things. And uh one thing I want to talk about real quick that's it's not really a deep tangent, it's just within what we're just now talking about. The whole thing with Disney buying Fox. Mhm. There was rumors maybe Hugh Jackman will reprise his role as Wolverine now. That was the one thing he left on the table that he would do if they gave him the chance. Mm-hmm. He actually said no. He really? doesn't want to. He said that after thinking about it, it's a young dude's game and he's going to wash his hands of it. And the Wolverine character has been put to rest per the Logan movie. So we have seen the last of Hugh Jackman as Logan. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. It kind of really is a humongous bummer. Yeah, uh, I never really thought I'd be saying that, but uh, that's kind of a bummer. He's really phenomenal. He's, he, yeah. He brought the he Wolverine grew. character mm-hmm. to life uh, mm-hmm. through a couple terrible movies and some really good movies because there's yeah. some clunkers in there. Yeah, so. I thought he was good in Days of Future Past. He was also was awesome good. in... Uh, they did... Uh, well, The Wolverine, which was the second of the Wolverine movies, and then Logan was obviously awesome. Mm-hmm. X1 and X2, awesome. We don't really need to talk about X3. We don't need to talk about X3. <laughs> or Wolverine Origins. Mm-hmm. X-Men Origins Wolverine was not brutal. Great. Not that great. was the debut of Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool 1.0 with the yeah. mouth shut and the fucking machete I arms. Remember. Weird shit. That's, that's what Fox does to superheroes. <laughs> that's why Disney had to swoop in and save those motherfuckers. Because they were like, no, sir. You cannot do that. Um, back on track. We were talking about Logan. Logan. That was a great swan song for Hugh Jackman then. Absolutely. That was good. That was a good story. I don't know if I could sit through it again, though. 
it's like really yeah, sad. It just I don't like think I need to. Bums you out. Yeah. And the fucking, do you remember the trailer? What, weren't they playing like Johnny Cash? Oh, God, they did Hurt by Johnny uh. Cash. And I'm like, look, man, like that song already pulls at my heartstrings. You're putting <laughs> Wolverine in it and, and telling me that this is Hugh Jackman's last film. Like, I know what you're playing at. I know what you're trying. And you're not going to get me, damn it. And then they still got me. It's definitely a sad ending to that movie. No spoilers. Another movie on the list. Did you have anything else to say about Logan? Sorry. I no, I'm good. But I think it's important to mention Guardians 2. Oh, absolutely. Highly anticipated sequel to the first Guardians. Yeah. One of my all-time favorites right out the gate. I mean... Great soundtrack. Great movie. One of the best opening scenes. Yeah. The dancing dancing baby, baby Groot. Groot. Everybody Blue loved Sky. that. My little son just watched that for the first time uh, recently and loved it. I mean, when he's beating up those, like, rat-looking things, little baby Groot during the song, and he's like... He yeah, like, with ELO, Mr. Blue Sky in the background, it was perfect. He eats the flying rockets like, no, spit it out, spit it yeah. out, you know, and whatnot. Uh, Guardians was a great home run of a movie. I will say this, and and this is going to be kind of a common thread. I think you can agree with me here. Marvel, I'm talking Marvel Studios Marvel, mm-hmm. gold this year. They batted three for three. Guardians, awesome movie. Spider-Man, yeah. awesome movie. Spider-Man's uh, another one, yeah. Thor Ragnarok, awesome movie. Yeah. I mean, See, this list is predominantly superhero-themed. Yeah. Because we were going to talk about how much we loved Wonder Woman, too. Oh, and see, that's... Oh, didn't see that in theaters. I'm so bummed we didn't see it in theaters. Yeah. But once we saw it, that movie is just it so well good. done. It was good. And it, I love Gal Gadot. Yeah. And I, what was... Uh, Robin uh, Wright Penn was in that movie. Yeah. She was the badass... Uh, Warrior Lady Amazon. Wasn't she from Xena? Robin Wright Penn? Did Ro- she? What? Robin Wright Penn was the lady from The Princess Bride. From The Princess Bride. <laughs> but wasn't Xena also in no. Wonder Woman? I, I don't think so. I thought they recast so. her. Are you talking about Lucy Lawless? She's in Spartacus. Yes, she That's is. That's what I'm thinking of her Lucy as like Lawless almost was an in Amazonian. <laughs> you started having me watch that. So. I know. We ne- you never, never finished, finished it. it. No. I finished it because I thought that was a fantastic show. I was really into into that. And then when the main uh, character who played Spartacus, Andy Whitfield, he died. He, like tragically. Yeah, he had like Hodgkin's lymphoma or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma or something like that Weird. and passed away before they could film the you know other seasons. So they had to replace him with somebody else. And he was not Spartacus for me. Okay, so... Tangent, sorry. Ta- that's all right. That was a great tangent. Thanks. Maybe we should ref- recommend that people watch Spartacus, right? It's not necessarily a movie. It is a TV show, but that's all right. I will give you my recommendation for it. Cool. Uh, so back to it. We were talking a little, bit about, a little bit about Wonder Woman. Got my tongue tied there for a second. Yeah. What did you think about the movie and overall like uh, I liked the movie and I I liked the Justice League movie but I didn't love it like it wouldn't be on my list of like best movies of 2017. No. Even though Gal Gadot was fabulous in it. Oh, she's stellar. She had some of the best scenes in that movie and, Yeah, uh, she stole all the scenes. No, I mean I think Per, I mean, I think The Flash stole all the scenes. You let's do? Say. Really, I do. I didn't I think, hate Ezra Miller in it as much as I thought I was going to. I like, I tolerated it, but he's not Grant Gustin. I think that's a great way to say that because, yes, he was a surprise in the movie and just brought enough comic levity. But the thing with Gal Gadot is that her character development didn't really do a lot in Justice League. It was a no. little bit more stagnant in that movie. And she right, because it was like, an ensemble movie. Exactly. Uh, right, and DC isn't doing things the way Marvel is. You know what? I think that's to their downfall because they're just missing it 
if they take their time and chip away at it slow, they can make something that people really respect. And, and... um, you mean like Gotham? Oh, see, <laughs> I, I know. Have we talked about that on a podcast? We have yet? not talked about it. We can tangent into that for a minute after. I, we'll okay. do it. We'll do yeah, it right do... after the movies. No, let's just talk about it right now because we're on it. Sure. Okay. I fucking love Gotham. I've just recently discovered it. Um, per Nathaniel's recommendation and Sarah has been recommending this show for a long time and I never wanted to watch it because I thought like I don't need to get into another superhero show I'm not really like feeling the gritty crime drama thing like I just wasn't feeling it until finally I had this opportunity you know I'm a preschool teacher so I had this Christmas break and I had nothing to do for like two days so I binge watched the first two seasons and completely fell hopelessly in love with Gotham it's a phenomenal show. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those shows that when it first came out, you're like, how can you do Batman without Batman? And then they do it so flawlessly and you're just like, that's how. Right yeah. there. You do it exactly like this that. This is exactly the kind of superhero show I can get on board with because it's kind of like The Sopranos meets Dexter meets like Batman. But I don't know. I, I and It's kind of like Breaking Bad. Like It has this slow burn about it. And the character development is incredible, and they're not afraid. Everything about it is perfect. They're not afraid to. <laughs> I love how passionate you are about that, but I love how they're not afraid to take a character in a crazy direction and just go with it. Right? Like, they do. Things. I did. Yeah. I, we don't have to do spoilers. We don't. Because we, we could have a whole podcast about. We could do a whole special series on Gotham if we want. Um, we probably should. Maybe that can be a Journey to Comics Network exclusive. Oh man, you're just you just super tangented us. Now we're even further down the rabbit hole. But I promise we're <laughs> going to get back to the movies of 2017, folks. This is this is just very important to mention that today we are the third day of January. We're the third day of the Journey to Comics Network feature on Podbean, but. Something special is happening not right here where you can typically listen to us, folks. If you go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics starting today, once every Wednesday for the next 18 straight weeks, we will be releasing a review for the Marvel Cinematic Movie in order of appearance. So we're starting with Iron Man. We're going to work our way all the way through to Black Panther. That review for Black Panther will literally drop May 2nd, one day before the release of Avengers Infinity War. And we will have every show. And it's nine out of the ten shows on the network are doing reviews. So today, Iron Man is being reviewed by my other show, Journey into Comics. Next week, Literature is going to be reviewing The Incredible Hulk. The following week after that, it will be The Poor Report doing Iron Man 2 and so on. Right. The goal here is is that we all like these movies and have different thoughts and things about these movies. The goal is to watch all the movies, one a week, chip away at it, and then by the time the culmination of the MCU starts, which is going to be in Avengers Infinity War, you will have heard all of our reviews. You'll have a we're going to make a really nice list that's going to be based on what everybody's actual review was. Right. Where, you know, the rankings are. We'll have- all your catch-up information. Where's Stan Lee in every single movie? We're going to make sure to hit that. What's the Stan Lee cameo? <laughs> he has cameo. We're going to talk about every single after credit scene because that's something that Marvel pretty much exclusively owns, the uh, beautifully done after credit or mid-credit and then after credit sequences. So there's a lot there, folks. It's three bucks for the exclusive content, but that also gets you early access to everything on the network in one place. Maybe you don't want to go to podbean.com and get us. Maybe you'd rather go to Patreon, spend the three bucks, and we'll go from there. Anyways, we'll get back to it now, V. 
Let's go back to these movies in 2017. I want to briefly talk about one of Lauren's movies. She's not here today, but I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this movie up. Raw. Yeah, I didn't see that one. <laughs> I know you didn't see that one. It's on Netflix now. It's like a really gritty horror French thing. French? It's a fr- Is it a subtitle movie? It's, it's like a, a foreign it, film? Oh, yes, it is. It's a. Uh, it's definitely a French movie. Okay. Subtitled. What's it about? Well, these two sisters go off to college. They are going to college to be vets, veterinarian college. Okay. While they're in college. I don't like the way this is going already. These two vegan sisters, while in college, <laughs> are coerced into eating a rabbit's kidney. Ew. What that un- intentionally does is unlock their thirst for blood. But once that takes over, they don't what? remember it happens. Correct. Okay. So the one sister bites the other sister's finger clean off. Okay. Like, just takes a bite out of it. Yeah. So I love the facial expression. <laughs> so... It's a really dark and gritty movie. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening. It's a uh, one of those movies that gives you little by little by little more fucked up mm-hmm. until you're so far down the path you just can't you can't escape it. You're like danger, danger! I can't get back. I can't get back at all. I'm not sure if I feel like I need to see this movie. I mean, it's a hard watch. It's dark. It's definitely a dark film, but I think it's good enough that you can overlook the darkness because I think it tells a really beautiful story. Hmm. Uh, and like I said, I only saw like three quarters of the movie. The first like 20 minutes I haven't seen, hmm. but I got this set up. Lauren told me about it. Cause again, she was like, you need to watch this movie. It's so great. Hmm. Uh, Where can I see this movie? It's on Netflix. Okay. You can watch it at any point in time. Uh, well, we were going to watch some other movies because, uh, oh yeah. Uh, it's Oscars time folks. And mm-hmm. we're going to get into that in a minute. Talking about some of our Oscar predictions stuff. A couple more movies talk about 27 that are important definitely want to talk for just a very tiny brief second it's been covered ad nauseum on journey into comics network star wars oh yeah there's a whole new star wars movie that came out and it yeah. was phenomenal it was a good movie it was I liked great it. uh and then i feel like are we missing anything else do we talk about were there any other movies that came out in 2017 oh i should pull up the phone right yeah get your list out i wrote a whole list and everything we we're trying to be professional sort of <laughs> It's not really. I don't know. I think we covered most of them. Thor, Spidey, Star Wars, Wonder Woman, Raw, GOTG, Logan, Get Out. Yeah, no particular order. Those are some of our tops. That's like eight movies from 2017. And there are a lot of movies I haven't seen yet that I wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, And I'll just run down a quick list here. Wilson. I want to see that. It's got Woody Harrelson. Wakefield. Want to see that. It's got Brian Cranston. Baby Driver. Want to see that. Heard it's got an amazing soundtrack. Haven't had an opportunity yet. What was that Florida Project one? The Florida Project, absolutely. I to also, see that. Lady Bird came out this year. I wanted to see that. Uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I want to see that. That's a story. I don't. I don't. Don't quote me on exactly what the story is, folks. But from the trailer, from what I know, is like this mom is petitioning for something. There's something that happened, and <laughs> she spends all their money, all the family money, on three huge billboards outside of their town. Uh-huh. So people driving in see this thing that's going on and are like aware of the problems. Okay. So it, it's supposed to be like an inspirational. This mother doesn't take no for an answer and <laughs> brings about great change. And you gotta love those movies, right? Uh. So. Uh, also want to talk about The Disaster Artist came out this I year. I can't wait to see that movie. Uh, that's coming soon. We're going to watch that sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's... Oh, Professor Marsden and the Wonder Woman. That's the guy who created Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, that looked story. like an interesting movie. Very interesting story. Uh, 
definitely, definitely want to get into that movie. Um, let's go ahead and talk about it, though. We've kind of talked about a lot of these movies from 2017, some of the stuff that came out. You're a huge fan of the Oscars. I used to be. Well, when I met you one time, early in our knowing each other's, I pulled you away from an Oscar party so you could pick me up from an airport. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, I forgot about I that. Will never, I, I'll never forget because I felt bad that I did that to you. So uh, what are your thoughts on the Oscars? Give me your thoughts real quick. On the Oscars? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen like hardly any of the movies that would be nominated this year because I just didn't get to the theaters. My Growing up, uh, the Oscars was a huge deal because my mom and I love that shit and my sister loves that shit. And we're all close, and we would have an Oscar party every year and um, make hors d'oeuvres and dress up in fancy clothes like yeah. you know, when we were younger. And then as we got older, we would make even fancier hors d'oeuvres and just you know watch the Oscars and make play the prediction games and whatnot. But we haven't done that the last few years. I'm kind of over it. We None of us have really been into like going to the theater and just watching movies anymore. It's it gets increasingly difficult, I think. Yeah. There's just so many movies. Somebody said the other day, uh, I believe it was Blaine. On and Pod, it's so expensive. It is super expensive, but that's why you get Movie Pass. Correct. Nine ninety nine. You do need a to month, get Movie Pass. And you go see one movie a day, every day for the month, for only ten dollars. It's a steal, folks. We're not sponsored by them yet. Surprisingly, no, we are not sponsored by them. I so should seek out counsel to get their them. sponsorship <laughs> because they are. It's phenomenal. Uh. But I believe Blaine on Podcastrophe the other day was remarking about how there's just, if it's not a superhero, there's not very many good superhero movies, or like non-superhero movies out there. I actually disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think like we were talking about the Florida Project and all these other movies that are going Yeah, but we haven't seen them. But that's the thing. We haven't seen them yet. But I have the anticipation that it looked good. It's been, these movies have been getting rave reviews. You know, I just had a thought. I was just thinking in my head. I feel like the MCU and like all the superhero movies, all of those big summer blockbuster movies or whatever, mm-hmm. they're like giving me like audience fatigue. Not that I'm getting tired of them. It's just like that's all that I go and see because that's like kind of like the biggest bang for your buck in words of like escapism and entertainment whereas all of these other movies i'm like i'll just wait until it comes out on netflix because then i can just watch it from the comfort of my home and enjoy it and like not to say that i like one over the other because honestly i'm getting a little tired of superhero movies too but i'm just feeling like i'm wondering if other people are feeling the same way if like everybody's just saving their their money and their time and their energy to go to the theater to see these big you know superhero movies like that's just what we have been seeing that's like all the movies we saw in the theater this year was all like mcu movies and dc movies you know and star wars and then there was a ton of these other movies where we're like oh my god i want to see that oh my gosh the trailer looks so great and we never went to see them and we're like oh we'll just go we'll just wait till they come on netflix well you know i think that's um like people my our, us included don't go to like see intellectual movies anymore I don't know if that's true. I think in this area more specifically, it's difficult because there's not like well, a Well, I'm just market. speaking from my own experience and what I see. Like, I'm not saying like this is the fact. I'm just saying this is my opinion. Well, no, no, I got you. I'm not trying to devalue yeah. that. What I'm, what I was going to kind of more say is though, is there's a, the thing that I think about is I feel AP goes to a thing every year where he pays like X amount of money 
and then like sees a lot of the Oscar movies like that are up for nomination in like an event type thing. Yeah, or something. he was telling us about that. Um, so I feel like if you have an opportunity to do something like that, that's where you get to see all these phenomenal movies that are the thought provoking, right? Non. But we don't have anything like that around these here parts. Exactly, it's just basic AMC's. They don't really do a lot of events. You know, once right. in a while, and we if get you want to do something, you have to go to the city. Exactly. So it, it it is difficult, and I feel like 2017 looked like on paper a great year for movies. Yeah. I mean, uh, it actually. I feel like I read that this year barely made less money than last year at the overall box office for all of 2017 versus 2016. And mm. I think that's a little bit about what you were saying about how there's audience fatigue. Yeah. Maybe. Not necessarily that it's superheroes, but one thing is like people. But that's what people turn out for. But I think people are having more and more anxiety because of the world we live in too. Maybe. Like, and the coupled with the fact that going to the movies is extraordinarily expensive what used to be like escapism for the masses you know is now turning into a luxury that is hard to maintain maintain yeah absolutely i mean just the food alone like when like for example when we went to go see star wars and we paid for tickets for 3d but their projector wasn't working so they ended up instead of reimbursing us they just gave us a coupon for either a free drink or a free popcorn so those giant popcorns are like that expensive to where they think that that's a comparable exchange and so if you're not getting free popcorn or free drinks you're spending like twenty dollars just on like two things if that it's ridiculous. And then they try to justify it being like, well, if you got stubs, you get the rewards back. Right. But yeah, because you're over, are overcharging me here. Right. So you can give me a small cut of that overcharge back. It's rude. To just get more of your shit that still gives you money. It's like you're not even, I'm not, I don't even have the money. Yeah. The money you have to g- shell out like 50 bucks for a movie. It's expensive. I mean, uh, we, I bought the tickets for Thor Ragnarok and then The Last Jedi on the same day and then popcorn and stuff and then more popcorn to see actually see star wars and whatnot mm. and it's just like it gets ridiculous and you think about it and when i was a kid the lorraine theater in hoopston five bucks a movie ticket mm-hmm. didn't fucking matter what the movie was mm-hmm. the concessions 250 for candy three bucks for popcorn three bucks for a pop mm-hmm. big ass pop pretty fucking comparable reasonable thing right. you spend 20 bucks and you go have a good time at the theater 10 bucks on the ticket for you and your date or whatever and 10 bucks at the at the concessions if you needed it and you were good and now it's like i wonder what do kids nowadays do who want to like go to movies and don't have jobs or parents who can just they don't get to go it sucks it's weird i wonder what that you know of course but of course when we were kids we didn't have netflix you know and that's a whole different thing now i'll just wait till it comes out on netflix it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. you know uh I don't know. I don't know. The The state of movies is weird. Uh, the Oscar nods, though, just to get back to it, we kind of tangented a little bit. You were we talking do about, that. It happens. It's just the, that's just the way we, we operate here. So talking about the Oscars, I feel like Get Out has a strong chance to win Best Picture. Do you? Oh, Get Out. Come on. I can't really offer any Oscar predictions because I just don't know. I haven't seen too many of the movies that are being nominated and... Um, maybe by episode 10 you will have because yeah, there's, there's several that um, we're going to have an opportunity to see in the near future that's so, true uh, maybe we can make a more uh, a better predicted 
episode of the Oscars in episode 10 or beyond. We yeah, need to find I'll out when the Oscars research. actually are, like what the date is for this year's Oscars, and then plan a foodies episode around that leading up to so where we can really... You want to have an Oscar party? Yes. Okay. Of course I do. And <laughs> a fucking red carpet to boot. Okay. We're just going to go buy some really cheap red actual carpet. I like hope some you do. That would be really fun. And just throw it on the <laughs> ground. <sighs> I'm looking up here at what we were going to do next on the thing. You know what we should do before we go any further right now? We're at an okay spot. Let's you and I take a quick break. Sounds good. And me and AP are going to take over the episode, talk for a little bit, and then you and I can come back, dive into the last half of this podcast, get down with the rest of the things, maybe talk about some things we're looking forward to in the coming year. Yeah, sounds good. All right, folks. Well, take it away, me and AP. I didn't go anywhere. Nothing has happened. Nothing has changed. However, I am a time traveler. The year is 2018 all of a sudden, and I'm very confused. Veronica and I in 2017 were just talking about stuff and recording an episode, but all of a sudden now it's it's 2018. And today joining me is not Veronica, which is again very confusing and time travely, but today joining me for this portion of Foodies Watching Movies Season 2 Episode 9 Welcome back, AP. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. I love that you said portion. Uh, it just made me laugh. Uh-huh. I see what I did there. The portion. The portion. That's funny. So I'm, how's it going, man? I'm doing great. It's It's been going good. It's just really, really fucking cold out now. M- minus seven in my neck of the woods. Oh, that Which is, is also pretty much rough. your neck of the woods. I'm thinking you're probably a tad colder, though. You're closer to that big, giant-ass lake. Yeah, what is... Uh, yeah, my temp's like five or four. Nope, nope, zero. No temperature here. Whoa. <laughs> you're in non-temperature <laughs> land. That's crazy. So, uh, to it. be real to our viewers and our listeners whatnot, today is a special segment that you and I are recording because you couldn't be in studio today because... It is, in fact, the holiday. There is a lot of shit going on. You have traveled a ridiculous amount, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. But uh, I wanted to make sure you were a part of this episode because it is the feature week for the Journey into Comics Network. People are hearing us for the first time, and we want to make sure to put our best foot forward. And you're one of the three that started this whole thing uh, back in episode one after the pilot episode zero happened. So to get into it, how was your New Year's, my friend? My New Year's was great. I got to uh, ring it with some friends and actually got to do do Foodies Watch Movies Proud. Got to watch three movies before the New Year rang in. So my last three movies of 2017 were the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Blu-ray? Uh, no, they don't have a Blu-ray player. So I had to watch it on DVD, oh, unfortunately. Oh, low quality, no! I'm so fucking spoiled. I can't go back to... And then let me tell you what. AP, so here's a little behind-the-scenes knowledge for the network. My computer had a terrible, horrific death. It was 10 years old. May she rest in peace. And uh, I reached out to the network, and I said, hey, if anybody's got any kind of a, a, a computer or anything, I could borrow indefinitely so we can keep the network going. Uh, that would be much appreciated. And uh, two people really answered the call right out of the gate. Veronica, obviously, uh answered the call and I'm still working with her computer and actually trying to restore it and whatnot. And then Blaine from Podcastrophe is like, hey man, I've got this laptop I don't touch. We can work out some sort of a deal. 
and then this thing could be yours, you know, and maybe the next time you're down, you can just take it and start using it. And it's 4K, and I'm fucking spoiled. I can't go back to 1080 4K laptop? It's a 4K laptop, dude. Oh. It's ridiculous. You know what the... Uh. Okay, 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 hold on. I'm going to be really, really truthful here, and Foodies doesn't typically typically go like this, so this is going to be interesting, but there were two types of movies on Blaine's laptop he gave me. The first one was Deadpool 4K. Ooh. Awesome. Deadpool 4K looked really nice. It was a... Great to rewatch that movie, and it just looked absolutely beautiful, ridiculous. And then there was just a bunch of 4K porn. I mean, just keeping it real with you. So, and <laughs> let me tell you that too. You know, foodies watching movies. We didn't say what kind of movie, so I guess this is an important uh, subject to cover here. Uh, yeah, 4K porn not doing it for me. That's too real. I do not need to see that stuff so surgically pre uh, presented to me. So, uh, yeah. Anyways. Moving forward, let us. Yeah, I definitely go ahead. Yeah, I definitely got my fill of that listening to uh, last week's uh, podcastrophy. So. Oh yeah, I was a uh, I was the guest on that podcastrophy. That was interesting. I answered the call and showed up and recorded that live with Blaine. It was a lot of fun. He did the live stream as he typically does, uh, and then went on to do like another day and a half's worth of podcasting that people are hearing now because uh, Nerds the Roundtable came in on Monday. Also, your most recent episode just came out yesterday. That was crazy. You are crazy, my friend. Yeah, I I loved putting that episode together. It was it was kind of a labor of love and a lot more back work than I've done in any episode before, and I think it really shows. And I got to pull in some some other people that you're not going to expect because they're not called out directly, but definitely a big part of the network helped make this possible. So I'm very thankful to Brandon. Excellent, yeah. Uh, a lot of work went into these episodes this week. And it's not like we don't put a lot of work into our episodes, but this is just like that, like I said, little extra something-something. But uh, when V and I started this episode earlier today that you weren't a part of, we were talking about sushi. And we had some sushi. It wasn't the greatest sushi experience this time, unfortunately, but it was still pretty good. So, AP, uh, what are you eating lately? And do you have any interesting sushi stories? Um... I think the last I think great sushi story I had it was actually with you. Oh my god. The sushi place we went to right before we saw Deadpool. Interesting to reference Deadpool again. I was just talking yeah, that about was, that uh, a second ago. Yeah, I think it was uh I think it was like some good dragon rolls, I think is what I had. Yeah, it was at the uh, like sushi nest or something. Yeah, the place was like that random small town Elmhurst. With that old school theater in Elmhurst with the yeah, I really enjoyed that place. We might have to do that same thing again for Deadpool 2. Yeah, and luckily for us, Deadpool 2 comes out in a warm-ass time of year, so not a problem to go up there and hang out in the middle of the summer because uh, Deadpool 2 comes out the first week of June. June. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So many movies are coming out, but I know we'll get to that later. But one thing I got to try that was really good while I was in Nashville, I got to try, like, I think the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. Barbecue from the South is different, my friend. I know. I uh, It was this place called Peg Lake Porker, which sounded bizarre. It was recommended by my Lyft driver. Okay. So uh, so Liz and I went there. It's like the middle of nowhere. It's like next to some like, apartments and like train tracks. I'm like, this is the sketchiest place. But went inside. The place was packed. The food was delicious. 
And I got like, I got a uh, pulled pork sandwich and a side of mac and cheese for like nine bucks with a drink. I was damn, not was great. bad at all. Well, uh, what, it was. What would it you was rate the, the food? Oh, I'd have to say like nine out of ten. That it was moist. It was. It just the meat just fell off. It was great. I just want to say a lot of listeners were just totally offended with your word choice just then. It was great. You didn't even know. You oh, dro- it's people. You, you dropped the M- I, M-bomb. I can't believe I have to say that. But that word really offends some people. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> yeah, but, it uh, makes it makes like it makes certain people just squirm. I don't know why. Liz, my uh, fiance, hates that word. Like I said, she'll just like she'll cringe. I'm like, it's a word. Yeah, and it's it's a great descriptor word when involving food, but it's also a terrible descriptor word involving humans. So, I th- <laughs> I think that uh, that we'll move on from uh, from the moistness of that part of the conversation. Uh, anything else interesting on your vacation that you ate that was that memorable, or was it really all about that trip to the Peg Leg Porkers, which is a, a very aggressive brand name? Whoa! It, it is. It's like the picture alone. It's just a pig with a peg. Like you're like, all right. Whoa! Sold. <laughs> did he have an eye patch? Everything else. He did not. Fucking failed um, marketing. But I loved the T-shirt. One of them said "ribs for her pleasure." Oh wow! That's very <laughs> they don't, they aggressive don't... marketing. Holy shit! I know. I was like, all right, don't shy away from that. Okay, let's go for it. Get right down to it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. The, yeah, but besides that barbecue place, not that their food was particularly spectacular. Just a lot of bar food, which is fine, not great, but you get what you get when you're kind of in Nashville that time of year with a lot of bar hopping and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so let's get into the next part of the thing that we could talk about today on the podcast, which would be. Let's talk about 2017 in review. Let's talk about some of your favorite movies. V and I in this episode recount our favorite movies from 2017 uh, in no particular order. Some of the things that made the list, Get Out, Raw, Logan, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Wonder Woman, the new Star Wars movie, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. I think that's it. I might have said one of those twice, but uh, hopefully I didn't. AP, what were some of the movies that gripped you this year? I think, uh, I know, uh, I have my list here because I sent it to you, uh, back like a year ago now, but I, uh, <laughs> uh, I sent you the list. Uh, a lot of the movies that you said were great. Um, I love Split. Split was great. It was unexpected. That was that M. Was like M. Night Solomon Sh- movie? Yeah, that was uh, M. Night Shyamalan back to form. Like, his he had a falling out, and then, like, with The Visit and now with Split, he's really kind of climbing back up to the mountain that he was on back in Signs time. So Wow, well, that's great yeah. to hear he's returning to form. Yeah, and then uh, a couple other great movies. Uh, so, like, uh, The Big Sick, which I think is poised to maybe win some awards next or uh, later this year. Um, it's that, uh, Kumal Nanjiani, the actor from, uh, Silicon Valley. He's hilarious. He's, he's a hilarious. And this movie, I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be about. 
I knew it was kind of based on a true story about his relationship with his wife, and oh, uh, it it pulls your heartstrings. It's funny. Reminds me of that uh that Adam Sandler movie, Funny People, a little bit. Oh God, I like, hated Funny People. You hated Funny People. Oh man, to me it was just like, okay, listen, I know Adam Sandler trying to be a multi-dimensional actor can't just be the funny guy all the time. I get that. I totally understand. However. I thought that movie was supposed to be hilarious because it had uh, was that Jonah Hill in it or was it Seth Se- Rogen? Uh, Seth Rogen. It was Seth Rogen. So it had and Jonah Hill. It did yeah. So it's Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Adam Sandler. Not that funny of a movie. Really fucking sad and left me bummed out while I when I finished seeing a three hour movie. Oh yeah. Why would you do that to the, me? Yeah, it was depressing. But like this movie because it's dealing with uh, his uh, girl he was dating at the time who gets really sick and then. So there's comedy, there's stand up, there's the breakdown. So it's a very emotional piece, and I'm, but he's it's acted really well, and I think uh, award audiences love it because award audiences tend to love depressing movies. Like when I saw all those uh, best picture nominated films for last year's Academy Awards, like more than half of those were depressing, and that's just what the awards shows tend to love. I will say I actually it was out of the game last year in regards to Oscar nommed movies. I don't, or well, really this year, I guess, because it's it is the 2017 movies that, and a little, well, I guess that's confusing how that works. The 2017 Oscars are the movies from 2016, though. So, uh, but I don't, right. I don't really recall. I know they're like Moonlight won, La La Land had some nods, uh, but like outside of that, I don't know shit from anything that came out last year that's really that memorable to me. Uh, they got nominated. Now, what's coming out for this year, and we'll get into that in a minute, uh, there's just a lot of stuff. But after The Big Sick, what else is going on in your list of uh, awesome movies? Which I definitely want to see The Big Sick. When I saw the trailer for it, I was yeah. like, yes, that movie's going to be great. Um, let's see. I Down my list, I had Get Out, which was amazing. We talked about it on Foodies. We watched it uh, and then talked about a whole episode about it because it was so good and thought-provoking. I mean, that movie... It's social commentary. It's get you jumping. It's great. I love that movie. I had Split. Logan was a great movie. Best send off for Hugh Jackman. Ultra sad in that role. Ultra sad. Um, had the big sick. Wonder Woman was a great movie. Very uplifting. Make, gave you hope for the DC universe. And then you saw Justice League, and you're like, well, it's it's okay. It's not Wonder Woman good, but it's not Suicide Squad. It's not as bad as. It's not. It's not Suicide Squad. Yeah, um, I had Spider-Man: Homecoming, another great movie, best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen, hands down. Hands down. I had Thor: Ragnarok, hilarious, hilarious. Loved the way that movie was styled. It made up and then some for Thor: The Dark World. Oh yeah, absolutely. They definitely tried to wash the bad taste that was the Dark World. That's what I actually think makes. Me, we're talk. We talked about at some point in this episode, whether it's in the future, or in the past, I'm not sure, folks. You're just gonna have to listen. But we talked about the road to Infinity War, Patreon exclusives, and all that. So uh, hopefully, I didn't just spoil that moment. Uh, <laughs> but if I did, oh, oops. Uh, anyways, I'm rewatching all these movies, and Thor: The Dark World ugh, leaves a bad taste. It it definitely does. It makes you just I can't even get through it, and I'm just like I'll watch it once more. And that's probably it, because it's just not from the Anthony Hopkins intro narration to the just bad CGI and the poor love story. I mean, I digress. That's for another whole nother podcast. Keep going on with your list. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, uh, number eight was forty-seven meters down. It was that uh that shark movie where they're kind of they're trapped in the cage and the cage sinks to the bottom of this uh this ocean and they're trapped with their scuba equipment. It was it's a weird category because I think it was the best shark attack movie I've seen since Jaws. Wow. Well, no, I don't know about Jaws and Deep Blue Sea. Okay. I'm into Those, that. Like it's 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 up in that trio. Great movie, had you on the edge of your seat, and it made me not want to go in the water, which I'm sure is what people thought when they first saw Jaws or Deep Blue Sea, just wanted to not go near the ocean. Like, yeah, I'll do anything but the ocean right now. Like, I'll chill on the beach in the sand, five feet from the water, but not in the ocean. No thank you. (laughs) No thanks. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Uh, Number nine on my list was War for the Planet of the Apes. Still haven't seen it. Have you seen the other two? No. The not a, not a Planet of the Apes fan. Not that I'm not a fan, you know, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on Foodies or not, but the 2003 or was it 2000? I can't remember. Two, the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes movie. It was horrendous, and it left uh. a bad taste. So then, when they start doing this, oh, we're going to do another reboot. As any person who is seeing the reboots in the game can go. I don't need to see another reboot of that series. They already fucked it up. That's kind of like the whole idea with uh, Fantastic Four. So, to me, it's not that I didn't want to. It had the first one had James Franco, and of course you've got uh, you've got uh, <coughs> Andy Serkis, who's just phenomenal, and you know a lot of talent in these movies. Uh, Ryan Johnson directed, if I'm correct. So like definitely want to check them out i have just never sat down and i mean of course now the trilogy is complete for as far as i know so maybe yeah, maybe i done. will sit down and actually check those three movies out i mean matt reeves directed war for the planet of the apes and actually made me excited for what he's gonna do with batman oh yeah he did do that and that yeah okay but ryan johnson directed the first two is that correct <sighs> Or is that... I think he directed one of them. I don't remember which he directed. I think he directed one of them, though. I'd, I'd have to look on the... I'm staring at him, but I, don't, I can't get up to go pull one of them from my shelf and look. You're just like, I'm <laughs> looking at you, mother effers. Uh, so... <laughs> um, and then uh, last on my list was Dunkirk, which is that, uh, that war movie. Chris Nolan directed. Yeah. Very much a Chris Nolan film. Very... Big scenes, very great cinematography. Very sad. Pretty, very sad, Fuck. but still hopeful. And I really, makes me, I, you know, I watched the, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, 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 well, you go ahead. Cause you were saying you watched something that's involving Dunkirk. Mine's oh. a tangent that's five shades from right. Sunday. Yeah. Cause I was watching, um, oh, no, I forget what it's called. It's that Netflix show about the queen, uh, was the Crown? I was watching the Crown okay. leading up to that, and then before I saw Dunkirk, I saw the trailer for Darkest Hour, and it's all just. So I was just vibing on Brit, like past Britain during into Dunkirk, and I just, just feeling it. It was it's, it's just that whole time in the speech and Winston Churchill, and you're like, yes, more of this. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's uplifting. I get that, uh, but I was gonna say. The last movie I saw that had that uplifting but sad story but good story was an Oscar nom that I never talked about last year. Oops. Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, Amazing. Yes. Uh, Andrew amazing. Garfield. Amazing in that movie. 
Um, I mean, it makes me happy that Spider-Man didn't take off because if he would have still been stuck in Spider-Man world, we would not have got him in that movie. Nope. And that movie was amazing. I saw him in Silence too. Also another great... He's a great actor, and I think he shouldn't be tied up in a universe. I think he should get to play the field. Just be any character that he can take on. Yes. I love that. I absolutely love that. So that's a pretty hefty top ten you have there. Some of the movies I said myself were on that list. Others, not so much. Some of the ones I wanted to see. Uh, Dunkirk, it's hard for me with war movies, man. Like, I feel like... Pearl Harbor and like Saving Private Ryan and shit ruined me for war movies. You to watch more than once. It's not like no one's gonna be like, all right, it's a great night. I'm gonna sit down and watch Saving Private Ryan, then go out and hang out with friends. No, you don't. You send that movie and you're done. You're sitting there like, all right, now what do I do? Had my fill. (laughs) Maybe I should go watch some Rugrats to clean my palate. (laughs) Definitely. Just completely the opposite of that style of thing um i think a lot of the movies that you talked about could be oscar noms but i think there are some more that could be nominated should be nominated uh do do you have any that kind of come to mind that you think about like they'll they'll be nominated for sure one movie that i it's in my top 10 i said i really and i don't know if it's gonna happen i know when i first saw it like i thought logan was gonna equal a nom for Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. I thought their acting was phenomenal. I thought this might be the the superhero movie that pushes them further into that echelon. It's not the whole Suicide Squad getting makeup, like getting that like a first like acting since Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Yes, real character building shit. But it's just that weird case with the whole these nominations workout is that. It came out so early in the cycle that so much stuff is not fresh in the memory. No one's going to be like, oh, it came out at the beginning of the year. It's still a great movie. But everything that's come out since then has overshadowed it and or put it through the past. Some people don't even think it came out in 2017. Like, Yeah, it, it gets lost in the shuffle because – and then, of course, there's just so many great movies people are talking about that, you know, Logan had the hype and it's 15 minutes of fame or what have you. And, of course – reflecting back on the year we're going to talk about it but it's not a movie that every month someone was like oh my god do you want to talk more about logan yeah like we saw it it was sad we get it i mean it's no get out (laughs) no oh and then that's just twisted in the most beautiful way uh i wanted to see that professor marsden and the wonder woman i think that story has the potential to win itself an Oscar for maybe best screenplay or something like that. Uh, also, there was another movie that was on this list that I talked about that I wanted to see that I did not yet see. Well, actually, some of the ones I talked about earlier, uh, three, three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and The Disaster Artist, love that they are pushing to get the award. Like, right. we don't care if we came out in December. Give us all the awards. Get on the screeners now and give us an opportunity to win some shit because they really have a chance. Right. And, uh, Franco for best actor, hands down. Yeah, it it would be I, – like, I think I said this before. I don't know if I said it on air, but the movie about the worst movie ever made – winning like best picture or getting some kind of nom in the best of category would be the weirdest form of like justice. And I feeling if 
like the screenplay won or Franco won or something like that happened, he would bring Tommy Wiseau with him to the awards and have him up on stage or something. He'd have him accept the fucking award. He would just walk away. Yeah. You know, he, he played Tommy. I like, mean, that's all. I mean, granted, Franco did a phenomenal job playing Tommy. And when he slips into it, if you've seen interviews and stuff, he slips into his Tommy voice, you know, it's golden. He just has it, you know. Like, I've watched the side by side of, like, the scene, like, of Tom Wasson James Franco acting out the same scene. It's, it's uncanny. It's, it's not mimicky as much as, like, just encompassing that character and who Tom Wiseau is in that movie. Uh, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. And another movie that was not on my radar at all that I think is going to probably get something big is Lady Bird. Knew nothing yes. about this movie. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's like everyone has it like on top of their list. And I'm like, I didn't even know what this movie was. I never came to a theater that like drew any, I never saw a trailer for it. I was like, how did, how did I miss this? <laughs> Uh, another movie that we could talk about from that list is uh, the Florida Project. Did you do you know anything about this movie? I just saw that William Defoe is in it. Yes, he plays like this uh, tenant of this hotel motel type thing, and some people are like permanent residents or whatever. And it's this mom and this little girl that are permanent residents. Well, the little girl, you know, swears like a sailor and. Her mom's a call girl, so she's not hardly home. And, like, Willem Dafoe kind of becomes, like, a fatherly figure to this girl. And stuff breaks down. There's dramas and whatnot. And there's some kid, you know, acting in the ensemble that's supposed to make it interesting. She was on Jimmy Kimmel or something, the little girl that's in the movie. And I immediately went and watched the trailer just because for being, I think she's only, like, seven or eight. She's very, very, very knowledgeable about acting and knows how to, like, perfectly explain her thoughts and I was really impressed. I was like, okay, this actor, you know, this little actor could be something special. Down, And now I can uh, have an opportunity to watch that movie, you know, because there are some Oscar screeners that have come out. And uh, I think that movie could be really special, but I think it's also going to be really fucking sad. I just, I'm sorry. I don't think there's any way around that kind of a story not being sad in some form. Right. And sometimes it's those sad movies that give actors the ability to really push the boundary and really let themselves go and it just becomes such more powerful performance yes absolutely uh i do believe a great another great example of actors pushing themselves to a different level for a great performance was a couple years ago trumbo oh with uh, brian cranston phenomenal phenomenal i know we nerded down about that Actually, at the sushi dinner we had, <laughs> we did to, to just wrap everything in a beautiful little bow. Deadpool to the sushi, Trumbo to the sushi. That's weird. Love Trumbo. How my brain works. Brian Cranston great. is a great actor. I have his book. I'm really excited to like actually get to read that now that I have some free time. You have free time? That's a foreign <laughs> concept. I know. All this travel just gives me at least a few hours to watch a movie or read something that I don't have time to otherwise. It's just weird because you fly in planes and shit, and I feel like I travel all the time, and I, I just like don't, I can't even with how you must feel. Yeah, it's jet lag and all that shit. Not a fan. The time zones and yeah, I mean, thankfully my my trip, I guess while while this episode's dropping, I will be flying on a jet plane. But it's at least it's not an early flight. I don't have to fly out at two a.m. anymore. So. Or you don't have to get a hold of me and say, "Hey, can you do my show for me?" Because I'm literally getting on a plane in like half hour. And they're like, "You're like, uh, 
yeah uh sure <laughs> give me a that minute. was it just to review 2017 in the podcast since we haven't really done that so much uh that was one of the more fun things i got to do this year was your show it was really a blast to have an opportunity to say some of the things i want to say about the politically shit while also doing your show what I hope is some form of justice, kind of trying to take from your format, looking up articles, actually doing some research, and not just winging it like <laughs> most of my other shows. Yeah, it was it was a great episode. You'd really, you stood up to the plate, and you did it on such short notice that I'm yeah, f- forever thankful for that. Oh, well, you don't have to say any of that shit, but I'm just, you know, I'm just remarking on the year, so that gives me to my next point. See, I'm just like kind of like rolling this thing like I roll it. What are some of your things that you liked about your 2017? You're now a podcaster. Yeah. I mean, like you've f- done 18 episodes of your show. Right. It was, it's been bizarre. Like, I feel like I've paid so much more attention to what's going on in the world around me than I did now that I have, like, an audience or someone to talk about in a kind of a sounding board. It's not just like, oh, that's interesting, and then, like, tell the person next to you. But now it's like... I have to do my research. I can't just accept something as fact. I'm like, well, that's weird. Let me do some more digging on this. You don't want to get lost in the fake news. <laughs> don't want to get lost in the fake. Yeah, it's it's been it's been kind of awesome. And like, like I found it over the holidays. Like my grandma listened to one of my podcasts. I was like, my 92 year old grandma. I'm like, what is going on? This is amazing. <laughs> Hold on. Back the fuck up. We got to talk about that. Please, 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 please elaborate. Yeah, uh, it was just weird. I was home for Christmas, and uh, she said something to me. Oh, I checked out your podcast because she's on Facebook. So she saw, like, I never told her about it in person. She found it through Facebook and then, like, tracked it down. Like, I was like, she had her yeah. iPad and everything. It would just listen. I'm like, that's that's kind of awesome. Were you at all terrified that she heard something maybe you didn't know if you said right or maybe said something you would be embarrassed for your grandma to hear you say? I was just worried she was going to dig further into the network and find some stuff. I'm like, Grandma, Grandma, don't, don't listen to butt stuff, Grandma. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't, I don't know what you'll think of that. Also, Grandma, I don't know if you'll get down on Bruise with Dudes. But maybe. <laughs> maybe. I found out it's like, well, I like your show, but like Podcastrophy is so much better. But like, what? Grandma. Oh, <laughs> shit. You would have been so upset. Like, damn you, Blaine. You take all my parts. <laughs> you know? Uh, it'd be funny, though, if Bruised with Dudes, like your grandma was like, I was inspired by this show, Bruised with Dudes, and I've started my own podcast called Grannies and Gin. <laughs> you know? That would be that would be awesome. I, just I, like think about the golden girls sitting around in a circle talking about their lives like that's what i envision grannies and jen being oh my gosh that would be hilarious and i one thing i want to get in 2018 is to actually put get some family on an episode as like a guest host and i think that would just be hilarious get some more pores in the poor report oh my gosh yes and you should start let me tell you the loft this is going to be, look, I love how we do this freeform tangenty shit because it just makes the show, in my opinion, more loosey-goosey and, and lets it kind of breathe. It would be hilarious, though, if you gave your people, like your different family members, like, okay, you're going to come on my show. However, 
I'm going to give you a list of things you do that I notice you do, and I want you to do them to 11. <laughs> and just, like, bring out the absolute characters and all these people and, like, make them, you know, like, characterizations of themselves. You know, because some people are going to be like, oh, my God, podcasting, I can't do that. But if you're like, hey, you're going to play a part, fuck yeah, sign me up, let's party, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that would be it's hilarious. like putting on a mask without putting a mask on. Right. I mean, that's what I loved about doing... Uh, yesterday on the poor report is that I got to just let the wheels off and just be a different version of myself. Oh man. And it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a great step away from what you typically do. You kind of just like shift and you said, okay, I'm going to take a concept and just run it till the wheels fall off. And it's a beautifully done episode. It's great. Uh, just w- between the mixing and all the different things that went on, well, it was definitely well put, pulled, well pulled off. My words are just slipping out of my face right now for some bizarre reason. I was going to say something. Oh, I, you know, one thing I would say for 2018 for the poor rapport, I would love to see you come into the neck of the woods at the same time as Brando and have Brando bring the green screen and then film you like the Colbert rapport style. Oh, just but like in your poor rapport episode. Yes. Put a suit on and be like, sit at a desk and be like, yes, absolutely. Do the full green screen bit, the whole nines, like take it to the max. That That's where be, my brain goes. That would be anyways. awesome. That would be a great, like, well, is it a uh, 50 is going to be in 2018. Won't it? Yes, sir. You're going to have your episode 50 in 2018. And, uh, it's man, it's weird. I was just talking about this the other day with Mike. I think I feel like some, I'm starting to feel like an old proud grandfather or some shit like my show's on its way to 200 and i'm looking back at you guys and you're like on the way to 25 and i'm like i remember 25 it was such a beautiful time i want to go back to 25 the innocence you know uh or, or but with what i know now at least uh and then like you know game addicts hits 50 amazing whoa i remember my 50th it was mind-boggling it was very special moment to me that i'll never ever 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 forget this year game addicts will also hit episode 100 at some point so there's you know there's a lot of big things coming in right. this year for the network and whatnot uh da, 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 da. what's some crap that you didn't like in 2017 in the in the um okay let me rephrase this because <laughs> i feel like if i say this wrong i know where the direction is going to go and we want to try not to do that today so in regards to movie films and or entertainment not pertaining to people and how douchey and awful they can actually be. <laughs> okay. What are some things you look back on 2017 and reflecting on? They are the worst of 2017. Ooh, that's a good question. I ask the best questions, <laughs> damn it. I try to anyways. Yeah, I think... One thing that, I think 2017, at least from the entertainment side of things, I think it tried in some ways to give too much. And I think I'm specifically talking about, in regards to Netflix's expanding offerings, like, I think when we saw with all of the Marvel TV shows and just a lot of they were putting out and then all this big push they're trying to do with this bright movie and like, I don't know. 
Iron Fist and all that still kind of left a little bit of little bad taste in my mouth about that. Did you see Bright? I didn't see Bright. I've heard interesting reviews about it. I just haven't had a chance to see it since I think it dropped like what Christmas Day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but these no, it was the twenty second. It was a couple days before Christmas. But the reviews for Bright are so far apart. Like some people say worst movie of twenty seventeen. Other people say it's amazing. Go see it immediately. Yeah, I've I've only and I just don't know. I don't have an opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm thinking I'm gonna try and watch it this week or next week and try and figure out get my own opinion for it. I think the one review I saw it said it tried It's like it tried to be one thing and it ended up being more like a hastily done version of training day. And I was like, Okay. With aliens. With aliens. And like oh, fantasy shit. creatures. And I was like Nah. Uh I have to see it. I mean, it, it looks interesting. It looks a lot like they made fantasy creatures like second-class citizens are trying their own do version of like race relations in the world today and putting it... Yeah, I don't know. Weird. I feel like it's, instead of treating more like District 9, I feel like it might be like something else. Ugh. That's confusing. Yeah. I, but I feel like 2017 brought a lot of great things, but I think... Because we've been spoiled in some capacities in, like, recent years of, like, fantastic movies, I think it's the audience are setting themselves up to fail. Like, you can't meet everyone's expectations with anything, so someone's going to hate it and be the most vocal hater of all. And I think that's the problem. I think with social media and with all of this audience stuff, it's just like, we saw what happened with Star Wars, we saw what happened with other movies this year, like Justice League... The audience will hate something regardless, it seems like. Yeah, and thanks, AP, because just what you were doing right then gave me the episode title because, AP, everyone's a critic. Nowadays, everyone's a critic. Look at us. We're being critical and talking about movies on this podcast. We're not critics. We don't have degrees in filmography or any of that shit or know anything about any of that shit. We're just dudes talking about shit. Right. But we're, we're critical. You know, and that's and that's the reality of it is now the people have realized, oh, the louder I am and the more I spread my opinion, the more my voice will be heard, the more shit might actually change because we're actually in an era now where companies are hearing what people are saying and reflecting and going, oh, maybe we shouldn't be the assholes they think we are. Right. I feel like it's good in some ways, but I think other ways... It's making studios gun-shy, and they'll try and overly sanitize what they're making. Like, make movies without... Like, sometimes you just have to make a movie and just see what the audience thinks of it. You can't try and please everyone, or you make just a milk toast film that no one's... Everyone's gonna be like, it was okay. It did. I didn't hate it. Was, it was it. a I, movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just there. I mean, I'd rather it, have some a strong emotion leaving a movie than no emotion at all. It's like, uh, well, the movie had a start, a middle, and an end, so, I mean, it is a movie. Right. That's something, <laughs> you know? But that's about all it has going for it. I don't know, man. Uh, I do believe, though, I think some point in this episode, V's going to talk about audience fatigue, or she's already talked about it. I don't know. Time travel's fucking weird. So that's going to happen at some point, or has happened. Uh, and I just agree. It's We're in a time now where... Everyone's money is much more precious, and they're all holding on to their jewels. So when people have expectations, like with Star Wars, and then that expectation falls short for some people, which 
you're crazy if it fucking fell short for you. Sorry. So I'm not trying to be like evil and say that nobody deserves their opinion, but your opinion on Star Wars is wrong. I thought that movie was fantastic, and we've had several podcasts discussing why I think so. So anyways, uh, AP, was there anything else we wanted to add before we get on here on our first episode of 2018 and first recorded podcast in 2018? At least yours. <laughs> At least mine. You you are a busy, very busy working guy. I'm just going to keep it up. I'm just going to record two, two podcasts a day. The rest of the... <laughs> two a days, boy. I do two a days. That would, I would never sleep. No, that would be awesome. But no, I think it's a great way to end this episode. I think there's a lot coming in 2018, a lot of great stuff in film. I know uh, yesterday you hyped up a lot of stuff coming from the the big franchises, the Star Wars, the Marvel, all that coming this year, and yeah, I'm I'm hyped for so much coming this year. It's gonna it's gonna hurt the wallet, but it's gonna make the heart happy. Okay, so if you could pick just one movie for 2018, the one that you have to see more than any other movie, what is it? It's Infinity War, hands down. Good, good on you. I I agree with that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, obviously there's some more Infinity War talk at some point in this episode, but of course I feel like maybe we're not really spoiling it because this announcement was already made on Monday on Journey into Comics. Timey-wimey. So, <laughs> it's so timey-wimey, things are weird in that regard, but I digress. Uh, AP, thank you so much for joining me on this very special segment of Foodies Watching Movies within the full episode of Foodies Watching Movies. Hopefully, for episode 10, we'll be able to link up and do some special stuff because I think our episode 10 is going to be a big Lebowski retrospective. What? Oh, can't wait. White Russians in bathrobes. What? As long as we wear white... Ru- or, I mustn't wear white Russians. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Trump. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not Russian. I'm not going full Russian. Uh, yeah. uh, which is a timeout. I want to say no, no angst to Russians. We've had some Russian listeners on Journey to Comics Network here. What's up, the Russian Federation, as Podbean calls you? Uh, yeah. So but- yeah, man. Uh, I think that that'd be a cool way to do episode ten in our bathrobes and flip flops and shades inside and drinking white Russians. Maybe we can all go bowling after. Ooh, that would be fun. Uh, hopefully we don't have to have anybody's pinky toe or anything get chopped off. I'm just, um, I'm just gonna wear a pink jumpsuit if we're gonna go bowling. But remember, you're Mr. Lebowski, man. I'm just the dude, or your dudeness, or El Duderino. Uh, that's how I feel. I love that movie so much. It's a really. great movie. Absolutely. All right. Well, AP, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's great to no be. No problem. Oh, sorry. I I. The timing is not perfect still. Ah. <laughs> say what you were going to say. You said it's great to something. Oh, it's uh, it's great to, as always, do a foodies episode. Hell yeah, my friend. Well, folks, what we're going to do now is we're going to turn the ball back to myself and Veronica, which is myself talking to myself. Is that how that works? I don't know how that works. Me? Am I going to take over here? I I really haven't decided how that'll happen, so we'll just figure that out on the fly here in a second. You're going to hear me talking, and then V talking, and then AP is going to say this next part, because we're going to do a little mini sign-out here, and then hand it back over to the foodies. So for this portion of Foodies Watching Movies, I've been Nate. And I'm Andrew. And uh, take it away, me and V. Yeah.
And we are back. Thanks to me and AP for that awesome <laughs> segment. It's weird when you're a time traveler like that and you're in multiple places at once. It's like I never left. It's like you took an <laughs> elongated break and then now I'm still here and I never left. How's it going? Not bad. It's still good? I'm still good. That's great news. Let's talk about what we can look forward to in 2018 on the film front. Yeah, there's a lot of movies coming out that we're super excited to see. Ugh, most of them are superhero themed. I don't know if all of them are I didn't say themed. all of them. I said most of them. A lot of them. You know what we should also talk about? Hmm. You know what movie is getting horrendous reviews that we had discussed saying that we maybe wanted to recommend on this show? Uh-oh, what is it? Downsizing. Oh, really? It's been given just We didn't say we wanted to recommend it. We said we no, wanted, we wanted to, see to see it. it but I, we were interested in okay. seeing it to possibly recommend. And it's <laughs> got... To like, oh. It's got terrible, <laughs> terrible reviews. Like, is it? When does that movie come out? out? It's already out. Oh, it came out at Christmas. So that's not a movie of 2018. We were, we no, were it's still. I was just. I just wanted to reflect real quick and, and mention oh, on I that see. real quick. The downsizing is not doing good, and it just came out. So back to 2018. Here. Well, wait a minute. We talked about all of the best movies that were from 2017. Did we want to like talk about any ones that we saw that were horrible? Did well, we see any shitty movies? I don't know if I'd quantify them as shitty. No. Because, I mean, Justice League wasn't perfect, but it wasn't the worst wasn't movie I've shitty. ever seen. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if there's really that thing, per se. Okay. Uh, I mean, I know there are some movies that did get poorly rated, like the new Transformers got ripped to shreds. Well, I haven't seen any of those. Do you know the new Power like Rangers Michael movie? Bay. The new Power Rangers movie, I will say, actually had a little bit of glimmers of hope. Like, there's some stuff that you could saw be it? cool. Yeah. Uh, and... It wasn't good? It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, though. Because like, you love Power Rangers. I do love Power Rangers, and they took some risks, and the risks were cool, and you're into that. Like, I'm into the things they did. They had a autistic ranger. Like, he had he, he was on the spectrum, and, like, they actually, like, straight up talked about that, and they didn't shy away from it, which was really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. The normalization. Was this everybody. movie cheesy? Not particularly, but they just did some things. They took some liberties in some ways that I wouldn't have done. I see. The ranger suits were a little wonky, not really the style I would have went with. You know, making Rita and uh, Zordon the first two rangers, and, like, they are bitter enemies. So, like, Rita's technically the first green ranger, and Zordon's the first red ranger, and it's, like, this lineage. Like, like there, there are some things about that movie that are okay, but it's not the worst of 2017. I don't know. I don't know if it would be that. But I anyways, can't. oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I cut, no, I cut you off. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, let's <laughs> actually look at the list of these movies. You don't want to see Fifty Shades free, do you? <laughs> no? Well, I didn't see the other two, so I don't really have any reason to see the third installment. Okay, good. Black Panther? Uh, yeah. Gonna that looks see great. That. Looks phenomenal. First cut of Black Panther. Have you heard this yet? What? The early cut of Black Panther, because they're still working on the editing, right? Okay. They just finished the first cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. Four hours. Oh, damn. It might be a legit long movie. And I'm like, bring it on. Bring a four-hour movie. We had to sit through Titanic. <laughs> I'd rather sit through an awesome Black Panther story that sets up the Infinity War to the next level. You yeah, know what I'm for saying? Sure. Than it being a one-and-a-half-hour movie that just like they took parts out of like how Batman versus Superman had a lot of parts taken out of that you're just like, I don't understand this story now because I feel like they took a lot of the important stuff that I need to know out. Mm-hmm. The story makes me feel dumb. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. Would you Would you say that you would be 
willing to sit through a four-hour Black Panther? Really? Four hours? Yeah, legitimately. They're going to cut it. I could sit through maybe a three-hour one. Three is the longest? Yeah. Star Wars was three, pretty much. It was two hours and 40 minutes. That's about my limit. Okay, I could do three. I mean, I love Gone with the Wind. It's one of my favorite movies. I love Titanic because I'm a girl, and it's like a three-hour movie. Guess what? I could sit through three-hour movies. Okay. Guess what also comes out the same day as Black Panther? Hmm. Game Night. Oh, yeah, that trailer looked funny. We talked about that. Yeah, Yeah. we'll see if that movie maybe pans out to actually be something we want to watch. Yeah. Uh, Again, it'll probably wait till Netflix. Wait till Netflix, (laughs) you know, maybe. We'll see, we'll see, though, because if we have Movie Pass, we ain't got nothing better to do. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Go check out Game Night. Uh, This movie, you know, I feel like you might have some interest in this, but I don't know much about it. There was an author who wrote a book called Red Sparrow. Do you know about this? And the book, as soon as it, the first book was written, he sold the movie rights for th- a three-book trilogy, right? Okay. Like, what? So uh, he sold it to Fox. Of course, Fox gets bought out by Disney, so now Disney owns Red Sparrow. Uh, it's a Jennifer Lawrence movie, uh, and Mary Louise Parker's in it. Jeremy Irons is in it. I haven't seen anything um, from it, though. I feel like this sounds familiar. Yeah, we'll maybe watch a trailer after the episode and check it out and see what we think about that. Uh, more movies on this What list. was that movie that we were talking about, that new Peter Jackson movie? When is that coming out? Was that Mortal Engines? Yeah. I think that's later in 2018. Because that was that one that looked like a mixture of like Howl's Moving Castle and Mad Max, right? Yes, absolutely. That yeah. was Mortal Engines. I want to see whatever the fuck that's going to be. They just officially released that trailer last oh, week. Oh, sweet. So it is something you can now watch. Okay, uh, here's yeah, another movie that's that. on the list. It's, surprise, surprise, another Disney film, A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah. Loved the book. Mm-hmm. I think I'm really stoked on seeing this in a movie form. I don't know how I feel about some of the actors who Some did you not like in the casting let's talk about it we've got storm reed oprah just, winfrey oprah kind of bugs with reese witherspoon she kind of bugs mindy kaling i kind of love her uh what about chris pine eh, zach galifianakis okay he's funny and michael pena okay he was from ant-man mm-hmm. and 30 minutes or less yeah uh okay so that movie seems meh maybe Meh, maybe. Meh, maybe. Okay, we'll see. We'll go with meh, maybe. I love that that's an official rating here at Foodies. Meh, maybe. Yeah. All right, keeping down the line, I know that that's probably not one we're going to see, but Tomb Raider comes out next year in 2018. The trailer didn't look bad. It didn't look I, bad? I like that, that actress. She was in that movie Ex Machina, and I really liked that movie. Yeah, we need to see that still. Mm-hmm. I promise we're going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, next one. These We're in March right now. I love that there's Untitled A24 Horror Film. That's all it says. Untitled A24 Horror Film. A24 is the company that released Lady Bird. Okay. And I th- which we still haven't seen. Which we're going to yeah, see. We'll see soon. Uh, Sherlock Gnomes. It's supposed okay. to be a Sherlock story, but they're like animated gnomes. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Weird. I don't know if that's something we'll see. Probably not. My kid will probably want to see that. Ready Player One is in March. Seeing it. That looks really weird. It looks awesome. Plus, we have like really experienced VR, so that concept is not that foreign. Right. I think it would be a little more foreign if you've never experienced VR. It might push you to want to try VR after seeing the movie. VR is really cool. But VR is ridiculous. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, but I did. (laughs) It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. 
All right, here we go. Now we're moving into the April through June. Uh, these are, of course, movies that are now announced. There's still going to be stuff that isn't announced yet. It'll come out last second. They'll mm-hmm. have surprise movies. you got to think uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. There was no announcement that movie was happening, and then the only thing we knew was the first trailer came out, and then I think the movie dropped a month later. So they don't play mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, so let's get back to it here. We are... Oh, New Mutants. Mm-hmm. Interested. Mm-hmm. It's got Macy Williams in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be phenomenal. I don't know any of the other actors in... Like, as far as the main actors that they have listed here, I don't know anybody else other than Macy Williams. Uh, We're not going to see the Miracle Season, right? No. Horrible volleyball movie? Probably not. Jodie Foster? Probably not. Oh, no, it was Helen Hunt, not Jodie Foster. Helen Hunt. I do love Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt looked kind of like Jodie Foster in that, though. Rampage? Rampage? That was the, uh, The Rock's new movie. It's based on the video game Rampage. Oh. It's like a giant gorilla, a giant alligator, and a giant wolf. <laughs> so Jumanji. Kind of, but not quite. That, Yeah, uh, kind of, but not quite. Super Troopers 2 comes out this year. Really? Gonna see it. Finally. Gonna have to, on 420. Finally. They're releasing it on 420. <laughs> are they really? Yes, of course they are. <laughs> That's uh, funny. That's good marketing. <laughs> there is, looks like... A movie called Selfie Dad. Never heard of it. Me neither. Uh, there's this little movie that comes out in 2018. Uh, it has a pretty sizable and very interesting cast. So I'm just going to list off some of the names of the actors that are in this movie here. Uh, we've got Robert Downey Jr., Josh Brolin, Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Chris Pratt. I wonder Pratt, what it could be. Elizabeth Olsen, Sebastian Stan, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> Paul Bettany, Kobe Smolder, Benedict Wong, Zoe Saldana, Karen Gillian, Vin Diesel, Dave Batista, Bradley Cooper, Pom Clementif. <laughs> She's the chick that played Mantis. Uh, Benicio del Toro, <laughs> Tom Holland, Anthony Mackie, Chadwick Boseman, Denai Guraria, Paul Rudd, Don Cheadle, and Leticia Wright. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War. You think? So excited. It's weird. Clearly. It's weird because there's a movie next year called The Guardians coming out. It's not mm-hmm. The Guardians of the Galaxy, just The Guardians. Mm-hmm. Stop throwing me off. Where'd you go, Bernadette? That's a movie coming out next year. Oh, why would they make a movie about that? What? Slender Man. Ooh. Yeah. No they, that's actually a movie coming out next year. I wonder if it's going to be the story of those little girls. Ew, I hope not. Probably not. But it is because they like I, they didn't kill the girl. They just tried to and didn't succeed. Obviously, I don't know what that's going to be about. Solo. Hey, what was the Guillermo del Toro movie? Did that come out? The yet? Shape of Water. It's out. It's out oh, in twenty seventeen. Damn, I really want to see that. Yeah, that Solo, looked really good. A Star Wars story. Yeah, more superheroes and nerd nerdy stuff. The very next week after Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Deadpool two. Oh, sweet. This is going to be a busy year, Nathaniel. Ocean's 8. Okay, I did want to see that. Me too. It looked it actually looked pretty I good. I love Kate Blanchett, uh, as we've talked about in the Thor Ragnarok episode. Sandra Bullock, obviously. <laughs> uh, Rihanna is in that movie. I think she's going to be a great actress, honestly, once she like gets some more roles. Uh, Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah, that movie looks ten good. 10-year-later sequel to one of my favorite superhero flicks. That was such a good movie. Absolutely. Oliver loves that movie, my son. we got to take him to see that. I'm totally down. He'll like I'm, that. Uh, the new Jurassic Park 
Fallen Kingdom comes out next year. <sighs> That's like why. I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't like, know if do I'm sold really on that. Need it? No. I love Chris Pratt. And I love Jurassic Park. I fucking love Jeff Goldblum. I mean, I mean, I'll see it specifically for those reasons, but I'm not gonna like. You're be not thrilled going about out of your way to do it, right? Well, we did, we I didn't see Jurassic World. I should say until it came out on Blu-ray. I really liked Jurassic World. I thought it was good. I love all the Jurassic Park movies, and the third one, you know, Jurassic Park three was kind of shitty, but here we still go. Watch it. We're in July. Okay. I you know I still have never seen the third Jurassic Park. Have you way. been just shouting these out by the when they come out? Yeah, they're, oh, we're smart. just going in order of the year. So <laughs> okay. this is you know when if you started with us at the beginning of this, this is the first of the year stuff moving its way down by release date. So now we're into July. Mm-hmm. The Purge, the Island. So if you've seen no, the Purge you. movies, I haven't, but I like the concept of them. I think that's interesting. The idea that you know uh, the government allows for a purge night, and if you survive, then you're I good. think that's stupid. I think it's interesting. <laughs> it's it's not my jam. It's a it's a messed up concept. Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay, that'll the very be next week, a that's good the, one. The first rom com in the uh, in the series here. Interesting. Lawrence Fishburne has been added to the cast of that movie. Michelle Pfeiffer, <gasps> T.I., I Michael Michelle Pena. Pfeiffer. Yeah, me too, also as well. Uh, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly. Interesting. Uh, looks like Paul Rudd actually wrote the screenplay for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Really? Mm-hmm. He's well, then got it the, should be a pretty funny movie. He's got the writing I like credit. Paul Rudd. Yeah, I've absolutely. always liked Paul Rudd. Did you see any of the Hotel Transylvania films? Yeah, I took Oliver to see Hotel Transylvania 2 or something in 3D at the theater, and it was like his first well, uh, movie-going I have to experience. scroll back down there because the fucking thing closed. Don't you love technology? Why does it do that to us? Okay, here we are. We're back. Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. <laughs> I'll probably take him to see that because he liked the other one. Okay. Uh, this is one that I got a trailer for when I saw The Last Jedi the second time with Brando and company. Mm-hmm. Alita Battle Angel. It's like this anime type movie, but this girl has like huge anime eyes. Her face is CGI, but the rest of her is real. It's really creepy really? and weird. I'll show you a trailer for oh, it. Oh, I want to see a trailer for that. That looks, sounds weird. It is. We'll watch Alita. That trailer is cool. Okay. A new Mission Impossible. Don't need it. Tom Cruise, hang up the boots, bro. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Teen Titans Go to the movies. That's what the movie is called. So it's a Teen Titan movie from the cartoon that they're putting on the big screen. That's interesting. Christopher Robin, a Disney movie. Could be a live action, maybe. Like a live action Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it is, I think. I have no interest in seeing that. Ewan McGregor, Haley Atwell, uh, some of the lead actors on that. Uh, I go back and forth with a love-hate thing with Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he was a phenomenal Obi-Wan. <laughs> I was going to say I really liked him in Train Spotting and I really liked him in Moulin Rouge. And then there's been some movies where he's just like so earnest that I just want to punch him. Right in his dome. Yeah, like when he's doing kid movies. Uh, I gotcha. There's uh, The Predator, which I think is the last 20th Century Fox-owned Predator movie. Oh, really? Because... Of course, Disney bought the rights, right. so they have Predator now in their back pocket. Hmm. Uh, we've got no. Please tell me that's not really happening. I just like got like sick to my stomach reading this. What another Transformers movie? It's worse. <laughs> what is it? Scarface. Scarface. They're gonna do a new Scarface. Is it gonna be like a, another sequel, or is it gonna be like I a don't... reboot? 
I don't think you can do a sequel to Scarface. That I don't fucking make... know. What is it going to be about? I don't know. I tried to pull it up and... Uh, well, that's something we'll have to research for next Scar- time. It just says Scarface on IMDb. It doesn't tell us why Scarface is on IMDb. It just says it's there. So maybe somebody just put it in and that's just conjecture. Someone hoping that it comes out next year. You know, I What want list this- are you reading? It's on Wikipedia, and they oh. have, like, official um, references for everything, but the I reference see. says that it's to IMDb, so somebody put a credit in before the I movie's see. maybe been announced. I see. Uh, let's see here. Going down, we've got... There's not a lot of movies in the later part of the year. A new Robin Hood movie just says Robin Hood in September. Okay. Venom. That's the okay. the first movie that's gonna we're gonna kind of have to figure out what goes on with a movie that's not technically a part of the MCU but is technically a part of the MCU because Spider Man is in the MCU but Venom is not. Hmm. Weird, right? Okay. I know, it's strange. We'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like we've got a new Goosebumps movie coming out next year. Probably gonna be another Jack Black. Uh, oh, okay. Done. I didn't see that one. Me neither. I suggested to Ollie that we watch it, but he said, no, it looks too scary. Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah, right? probably. Halloween. That's the spiritual sequel to the first Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis reprising her original role, <laughs> except for it's a movie that ignores every movie after the first Halloween. Okay. I didn't mean to hit that. So it's like literally the first Halloween movie happened, 40 years happened, Halloween 2. Like okay. this one. So. I can get on board with that. Interesting, right? Yeah, I like that concept. Uh we're start I'm starting to see a couple Fox Searchlight movies here, which means that I'm starting to have the wheels turn and maybe these are gonna be our future next year Oscar nods. Can you ever forgive me is one that's on the list there? Uh Jesus. X Men Dark Phoenix. Ooh. November of next year, November Can't 2nd. Wait. Uh, and actually, I just read Sophie Turner said that X-Men Dark Phoenix redefines the superhero genre. Sweet. <laughs> I don't I'm know if board. I believe it. I'm on board already. Because the Dark Phoenix saga is like one of my favorites. And I'm looking forward to seeing Sophie Turner. Did I tell, I don't know if I told you this or not. What? To go back a little bit to Deadpool 2. I think it would be so hilarious if at the start of Deadpool 2, because you know, like the 20th Century Fox, you know, whatever. Yeah. It'd be funny if he came out like playing a trumpet, you know, waving a flag, like a white flag, oh. and then slapped a sold sign directly nice. on the 20th Century Fox thing, you know, or like sold to Disney Savage. or property of Walt Disney. Because, I mean, they're not going to avoid it. And it's interesting, too, because Josh Brolin playing both Cable and Thanos. What does that mean for the future of the MCU? Check out journey into comics podcast to find out what that could hold <laughs> uh the grinch is coming out next year i guess they're doing a new grinch movie don't know if it's uh cg or if it's live action or what no details no details doesn't really have it well if it doesn't have jim carrey i don't care now this one just got announced and some people are really stoked fantastic beasts 2 the crimes of grindelwald i, I didn't guess. see the first one. i didn't either but I, it has something to do with harry potter's world yeah i didn't read it i didn't see it yeah, I'm not me, into it me neither don't know me neither we're oh, living a very sheltered uh grown-up life here this one i'm really stoked for you're probably not really going to be stoked on this movie so much creed 2 so the first creed movie was the michael b jordan movie apollo creed's son getting trained by rocky right right and spoiler alert he does all this hard training and loses at the end of the first movie oh damn so yeah, spoilers total spoiler i don't care i haven't uh, seen that movie thanks uh you probably wouldn't 
Uh, oh. Creed 2, though, they're introducing the son to Ivan Drago, Dolph Lundgren's <laughs> character. So it's wow. like they're kind Way of... Way to beat it to death. They're, they're kind of beating it to death a little bit. But I think it's interesting because he still exists in the world. Of course, he would have a son. Maybe that son would fight Apollo Creed's son. His father oh did. Oh, my God. And think about that. Apollo Creed died by the hands of Ivan Drago. So it's like... Flip oh flop. my god now what if a it's it's a jo- it's like a, i'll totally see it but i'm just gonna be like this about it the whole time <laughs> now the same day that movie comes out creed 2 comes out the same day as ralph breaks the internet wreck it ralph 2 okay so i'm really I'll looking see that forward movie. to that because that means that ralph is going to leave the arcade and somehow wind up in the internet <laughs> where holy shit there's a lot more stuff there and spoiler alert Walt Disney, again, guess what they own? Star Wars and Marvel and everything. Mm. So they can put all kinds of crazy Easter eggs in Wreck-It Ralph, too. That'll be something to look forward to. How funny would it be if Wreck-It Ralph was in a scene with the Incredible Hulk? You know what I'm saying? That'd be weird. But it would be, it it could work Mm because he's in that universe, you know? Uh, Let's see. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's that animated Spider-Man movie we watched the trailer for. Mortal Engines. You were talking about that one. Wanted to see it. The new Peter Jackson Mm -hmm. flick. Aquaman comes out. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bumblebee movie. What's that? Bumblebee Tuna. (laughs) Bumblebee Tuna. You're the worst. Your balls are showing. Bumblebee Tuna. No. Uh, The Bumblebee. Wow. That was from Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. I know. Uh, But the (laughs) Bumblebee movie is the first spinoff of Transformers movies based on the Bumblebee character. Oh, like I give a shit. No, you don't. Mary Poppins returns, y'all. Ooh, I do give a shit. I wonder if... Um, what is her? Em- Emily Blunt, isn't that right? Yeah, but I thought Michael Rooker was Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, and interesting, the last movie slated on Christmas Day of next year, no idea. It's a 20th Century Fox movie called Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, man, I can't wait to see that movie. You that's know the, about it? Yeah, that's the Freddie Mercury story oh. starring that guy from, uh, what is his name? Oh. Rami Malek? Yeah, that guy. What's he from? iRobot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen picture. I've seen the the pictures they released, um, the promotional pictures of him as Freddie Mercury, and it's like spot on. So it there, looks great. So there's a lot of movies coming out next year yeah. that are actually good, like way more We're than gonna I be busy. expected. Very busy. Get movie pass. 90 bucks be a, a year. Yeah. 90 bucks a year for one movie pass. Seriously, we are not sponsored by them. We're not sponsored <laughs> we by them. We just keep endorsing them. We, we really need stop. to endorse them. Uh, let's talk for a second about our plans for 2018, not for anything else but this beautiful podcast that is our child. What do you want to see us do in 2018 moving forward? Are there any kind of episodes we haven't touched on yet? I know there's one that I have in my back pocket that I'm waiting to like gunslinger out there and say, we got to do this episode. Well, I want to make some like more focused episodes where – we like really delve into like different um, directors. Like, yes. Like collective videography or whatever. What is what am I looking for? Like collection. Like I I want to have a Tarantino episode. Like a portfolio of Tarantino. Yeah, I want to talk about all of my favorite Tarantino movies and why. There's so many good ones. Yeah. Like, and like stuff like that. That's what I want to see going forward into the next year is what? more like director based 
focused episodes. Okay, so we want to do some director specials. I love it. It's yeah. a good way to fill out 2018 and have some interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, because there's going to be like a few months here and there where we're not going to go to the movies. So we're going to go deep dive into our back pockets of collective information and talk about the shit we like. Absolutely. Uh, one thing you just were talking about, Tarantino. So I think I need to ask you this question. We haven't talked about it officially. What are your thoughts on a Quentin Tarantino-directed Star Trek movie? Because that's happening. I don't know if you know that or not, but they've given him the green light. You make an R-rated movie. What? Yes. I thought he was done making movies. No, Tarantino's far from done. There's there's even rumors that he might get his hands in Star Wars at some point. Who knows? Who knows what Tarantino's going to be up to? Wasn't he just talking about how like The Hateful Eight was supposed to be like his last movie that he's, he was doing he's not holding true to that come on clearly now, quentin tarantino and he's got a lot of listen quentin tarantino is a director. i mean i'm fine with that because he's like my favorite director oh, i totally agree with you uh but you got to think tarantino is one of those guys in my opinion he's the greatest but he's still underrated if you ask joe schmo maybe they've only seen the pulp fiction movie and that's it they don't know anything else about his catalog right they mm-hmm. haven't seen reservoir dogs okay or, this is for a whole nother I podcast know, we're, we're, <laughs> I, but the point i'm trying to make on this is it's awesome now because he's in i wouldn't call it the twilight of his career yeah but he's in a different phase of his career now where he is known as the guy mm-hmm. he is the dude who can make really amazing movies so he's starting to get that recognition and people are going why don't you direct this movie? That'd be crazy to see you do a Star Trek movie. Who, what right. the fuck would you bring to the table? You know, or what other yeah. things are going to say, you know, Tarantino, here, direct this for us, please. Right. Who knows if Marvel gets their hands on him? Could you imagine? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot. I don't of want them. Marvel getting their hands on him. I don't want them taking away from his uh, Tarantino-iness. <laughs> Is that really, um, that's, that, that's a term now tarantino-iness no i hope not let's just move on pretend i didn't say it. okay darn um for foodies i think i want to do more episodes where we are maybe at a place we're eating at and recording yeah, some live we, episodes we did the too. one yeah and a live episode would be great we're going to be doing some stuff for LafiCon in, mm-hmm. in june so there's a lot of opportunities i want to do a big network get together cookout thing and then mm-hmm. do a couple like focused podcasts where we do like maybe record two in a row have a couple groups uh do the podcast so one group a and then group b so we can you know get everybody in. there's a lot of people on the network now so it's not so easy it's harder to get 10 people on a show talking all at once it's actually right nearly impossible listen to episode four of foodies watching movies <laughs> this season you will hear us at the, the first, first attempt you know it's just like the but we I, learned a lot and the next one will be even more glorious i think that's one thing to say about us we definitely set the bar high and then always try to you know raise it up a little bit more uh let's mm-hmm. go ahead and say this you know We've only got so many episodes left for this season. We're almost at the midway point for season two of Foodies here. So 2017, we're done with it. We wash our hands. I am so glad to be done with 2017. 2018. Good riddance. Hopefully will be a better overall year for us. Correct. So now, I think we are at the end of this episode. (laughs) It has been feature week on Podbean. How cool is that, by the way? That's super cool. Special shout out to Podbean for featuring us this week. We're on the main feed. So if you're finding us for the first time and you're sticking around this long, thank you again for checking us out. Tomorrow, there will be a special drunk catastrophe for podcastrophe. It's, I mean, here's (laughs) the drunk catastrophe. Spoiler alert. Here's the episode description. We got drunk. 
Clearly. That's all they said because it's uh, it was crazy. They live streamed it. It was very interesting. I love those guys over there. And uh, you know, Butt Stuff Podcast episode ten drops on Friday. Wow. Another episode of Bruce with Dudes on Saturday. Best of the week show to wrap the feature. And then next week, it's Game Addicts podcast turn to have a whole week of feature week to themselves. So they're going to be featured for an entire week. Big things happening for the network here. As always, folks, I said it earlier in the show. Join us on the road to Infinity War. You can go on Patreon.com, give us a buck or three. A buck will only give you early access, but $3 is going to give you exclusive content, which means every Wednesday for the next 18 weeks in a row, you're getting a 30-minute review of one of the MCU movies and uh, just some insight from whoever the hosts for those shows are. Veronica, thank you so much today for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. As always, I mean, you <laughs> co-created this show. I think it'd be foolish to have an episode without you. I think I've only done that once and it wasn't that good, so. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, it was the, I did that hot sauce episode back in season one. Yeah, I remember. And you weren't there. I remember. It was hot. Yeah, that you wouldn't have taken I was okay with that. not being yeah, there absolutely. for that one. Absolutely. Well, folks, as always, check us out on all the different social media sites, whether it's Foodies Watching Movies on Facebook and or Instagram or Film Foodies on Twitter. You can get us at journeyintocomics.com to listen to us. Get us on all the different podcasting apps, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, our best friend in the whole world, Podbean. And now, because of how awesome Podbean is, we're also on Stitcher, or not Stitcher, Spotify. We are on Stitcher, but we're also also on Spotify. So that's <laughs> something damn. I'm extra, extra grateful to have for us, folks. Did you have something you wanted to add? Oh, sorry. I thought you were raising your hand like, I got something else. Well, is that going to do it for today, V? Yeah, I feel pretty good about this being the last uh, 2017, even though it's no, technically... No, this is the first episode of 2018, but it's, we're... It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid it moment. Because we're... Oh, I like what you did there. And Happy New Year, folks. Enjoy your 2018. Happy New Year, everybody. Hopefully you stick to your resolutions. Uh, as always, for Foodies Watching Movies, this was episode nine of season two. I've been Nate. I'm Veronica. And we hope you guys have a phenomenal 2018. Take care.